HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Danone North America, the world's largest B Corp, committed to doing all kinds of better for people and the planet. Learn more at DanoneAwayFromHome.com. Welcome to Jupiter's Almanac. I'm Matthew Rayford, the great-great-great-grandson of Jupiter Gilliard, a former slave who bought the land I now farm in Georgia nearly 150 years ago. Through the years, my ancestors have passed on some essential and hard-earned wisdom about growing and producing the food we eat. It's my great honor to share that inheritance and to invite other farmers from Georgia and around the country to share their tips with you. It's an opportunity for us to slow down and to connect and to plug in. And the farm does that in a way that lets you connect and appreciate the life that exists and nurture and cultivate that and then extend that to the relationships to the people who are in that house with you and your community. So if you are just starting out, reconnecting with the land or a seasoned farmer, join the conversation. And to be honest with you, it was like, would Warren come out and say, hey, I want to be a farmer? Probably not. I, I consider myself a city kid. You know, when we initially got a horse, you know, I have that New York City mindset. A horse, I'm thinking thoroughbred horse, aqueduct racetrack, <laughs> Belmont racetrack, those type of things. You know, and, and, and slowly but surely, I'm starting to understand a lot more. I do remember early on, like, you know, the first month or two of dating, how we would daydream about starting a farm together. And it's kind of like, hold on, let's like pump the brakes and get to know each other first and then talk about that, you know? (laughs) So what got me into chickens? Um, I always joke and say that a chicken saved my life. Um, And it very much so did. I'm interested in Black liberation that's ecological and that's not contingent upon... (sighs) these systems giving us anything. There's also something that's beyond this that I want and that I seek for our for our people and that's intimacy with the land and that's reliability. And so for us, it's also this idea of connecting people back to the land and connecting our um, folks back to their ancestry. So what does it mean to organically, sustainably farm in our current economy and time? Please subscribe to Jupiter's Almanac wherever you get your podcasts.
so you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs his groove in them rhythm and blues that's him. It's gonna get you some in the end. Welcome back to a very special edition of the Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. Southern, Greg, how are we doing? Doing all right, man. Uh, we're all far flung today. Um, well, Greg and I are in our normal positions, I think, here near in New York. Yeah, cl- and, closely flung here. Yeah, and you are <laughs> on the road. Yep, I'm in Santa Fe, New Mexico, right now. I'm sitting in a, uh, a rocking chair, and I don't have an underberg, but uh, otherwise, uh, you know, <laughs> maintaining. Um, yeah, not bad, not bad. That's um, why you sound this way, right? You always you always kind of sound like you're coming through a phone call before you have an underberg and get that nice, like, rich baritone <laughs> for the day, right? Yeah. Exactly. You need to, you need to pack I, those things for travel, man. Well, so there, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I've been on the road for a while. <laughs> That's right, you have. Uh, it's been a full week now. It's unbelievable. Uh, you got any tales to tell us about your travels thus far? Um, you know, I've just been on the road a bunch. Uh, it doesn't matter. I could say this. It doesn't matter how long or how many your playlists are. Um, there's never enough. <laughs> so uh, Sirius XM Radio <laughs> comes in handy. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's my tip to everyone. And also buy more Underberg uh, than you think you're going to need. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because you're going to also go through that pretty quickly. <laughs> Buy yeah. Underberg and listen to podcasts. You heard it here first on the Speakeasy, yeah, folks. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I I real uh, I go through the minimum of one per day when when life is you know just at home. I feel like you're right. When I'm on the road, I, I pack them with me and then I whip through them a little bit quicker than I expected to because I'm you of know course. nipping more than one a day. You know? mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, you know you're on you're on va- you're on vacation. The rules change. Um, the rules have changed for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Greg, let's kick the show off. Talk about who's joining us uh, in the virtual studio today and and what it is we're going to go over. Yeah, absolutely. So the reason we are coming to you at the ungodly early hour of 11 a.m. is because we have a very special guest in the studio with us today. Uh, From World's 50 Best, we have Mark Sansom here to talk about uh, a really special announcement they made last night. So Mark, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me on, guys, and terribly sorry for getting you out of bed so early. I um, uh, I, d- I did feel guilty about it, but not guilty enough. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry yeah. for keeping you from cocktails at, at four <laughs> in the afternoon where you are. Yeah, Don't I, tell my boss. I think this 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 type of news warrants some some waking up early in the morning. Um, but before we get to that uh, news, let's talk about you a little bit. Content editor for World's Fifty Best Bars uh, and the World's Fifty Best Restaurants. Talk about like what what that entails and and, and just fifty best in general for the listener. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, the the remit as as you kind of described there is is pretty broad to be honest with you. Um, with the World's Fifty Best Bars, which is sort of my my main focus, um, I sort of curate all the content. Uh, that goes onto our website that go, looks to sort of promote bars and, and, and bartenders all over the world. Uh, I also sort of put together the Academy Chairs, who, who, go, who I think we'll go into talking about a bit later, who, who choose the voting panels in the respective regions across the world. Uh, and yeah, so the, the awards have obviously been going since 2009 with uh, the World's 50 Best Restaurants. We've been, go, been going since 2002. 
So yeah, that's 18 years of that. So it's, it's getting to be quite a heritage. And uh, yeah, as, as, the, as, as the pandemic that we're all facing at the moment, we hope that a bit of, a bit of positivity is going to be what the industry needs over the next few months. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, like a shot in the arm for the morale, because I know that uh, you know the longer this drudges along, the more uh, defeating it feels. You know, I'm certainly in that boat myself. Um, you know, here in New York, by the way, just yesterday was announced that uh, nine different um, zip codes. We're breaking it down to zip codes at this point. Nine different zip, zip codes are uh, being threatened with being shut back down, um, and that just makes the fear that you know the city itself will get shut back down again. Um, uh, you know, I, Paris yesterday closed all its yeah. bars and restaurants. Like, it's a tough time, um, and it's creating uh, a lot of tension within the field because we simply have no, I guess, no real way to have the information any sooner, and so we're we're constantly in a state of flux, and it's it's been it's been pretty you know disheartening. So, so some good news is is certainly something we could use. Uh, and everything that you're doing at 50 Best is, I think, leads towards that. Um, you touched on something that, that's very front of my mind for these sorts of things in general. Um, and, and I want to talk about it kind of right away to kind of establish how the system works. Um, exactly that. How does the system work? How do, how do the judges get picked? How do they uh, stay anonymous? And how does it, how, how does, what's, what are all the mechanics behind 50 Best? Because it's a very difficult thing to whittle down the world's bars and restaurants to just 50. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess the, the easiest way would probably be to take it right back to to what we're doing, what we're doing this year, because um, and what we'll be doing going forward. So this year we we sort of devolved the world into into twenty regions. Previously we'd only had five uh, and five with each with an academy chair who would choose the the panelists in their region. Now those. Those panelists come from sort of three main areas. They're either uh, well-traveled bartenders, um, drinks writers, and sort of cocktail aficionados, people who, people who travel the globe in, in search of, in search of the perfect drinks. So yeah, in, previously the regions we had were, um, South America, Central America, uh, North America, Europe, Asia. Um, which obviously doesn't reflect the doesn't reflect the world and, and how devolved that the bar scene bar scene is all over the all over the world. So by devolving it into twenty different regions, each with a each with its own academy chair, we can sort of be closer to to those independent bar scenes. And that's not to say that the the academy chairs who were doing it when we when we only had five uh, five regions weren't doing a wonderful job. They they certainly were reaching out to the to the right journalists and bartenders in those regions to to get the votes. But to become closer to the, to the actual people who are, who are going to these bars and meeting the bartenders, we needed to be sort of closer to the to the epicenter. So yes, yeah, so we devolved the world into into twenty different regions this year, and this year we have five hundred and forty panelists on those uh, who come from those regions. Uh, each of the academy chairs, as, of, of which there are twenty, um, decide the the best mix of, of those three regions. Sorry, those three styles of people who will go into who will go going to vote for the, for the bars uh, and the, each of those people they get seven votes um, four of those votes can come from within their home territory three have to come from outside those so we, we do insist that each of those voters do are well traveled each year with um, this year we actually made it made a change to which will interest you guys in the in, in sort of North America previously we 
we insisted that the judges would have to travel internationally to to create those those three votes this year. Um, four votes can come from the internal state, but three votes have to come from from outside their state. We we kind of felt that um, there are obviously so many knowledgeable people about um, barcraft in in the states that we were maybe alienating a few people who who weren't able to travel internationally or didn't have the, uh, the either the interest or the uh, the volition through work to travel internationally. So now this year, uh, in terms of the states, they can they can vote for bars outside of their outside of their home state. Uh, this year, also for the voting, for the first time, we are we are completely gender balanced in terms of fifty fifty uh, men and women, male and female voters, um, which we're which we're quite kind of quite proud of this year. Maybe we were a little bit behind the gun in in putting this together, but um, for this year um, and and obviously going forward, we um, we will have a sort of fifty fifty gender balance in terms of the voters. Um, yeah, and I, th- I think that's that's pretty much it. Also, with with the panelists each year, we we refresh them by twenty five percent. So all of the all of the academy chairs are told that they can't produce the same panel uh, year after year, so we can keep it fresh and hopefully keep um, keep lots of lots of new names coming onto the world's fifty best list. Uh, yeah, I love that. I think that's that's amazing, and I love the the notion that there's this kind of ever refreshing stream of different people kind of coming in and getting, you know, different perspectives. It's kind of like the, I I love how you're taking such pains to avoid the Oscar so white phenomenon that happens a lot of just like, well, this is what a lot of people who look and think exactly the same thought the best movies were this year, which Mm -hmm. is obviously not a representative or a particularly uh, useful way to pick the best thing of a year. So I love that there's been so much focus on not just, you know, uh, creating a gender balance, but also on making sure that you have, you allow people to see things outside of, you know, their home states, their home territories that you're turning over the, um, the judging panel and that you're really getting something that's, that's truly representative of places that can like, you know, when you say you're on this list, just be like, yeah, no, I I was selected by a diverse group of people to be one of the 50 best. So I think that's fantastic. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's actually one of our sort of key tenets over over the next few years. Uh, also for also for this year, for the first time, we've got three academies in, in Africa um, to sort of shine a spotlight on the the burgeoning bar scenes out there. There's some there's some fantastic things happening in in Kenya and particularly uh, South Africa. So we're certainly hoping yeah. to to see some of the great bars from there come onto the list in future years. Definitely, uh, Jonasburg and Cape Town. There's some really mm. amazing stuff happening. It must be really exciting on a broader scale, um, you know, just to be a part of this organization. It, it, you know, it's been about 20 years at this point, And, you know, it's kind of, I don't think that 20 years ago we thought that the, the I mean, the restaurant side of it had already, you know, it's always been a, a big deal. But the, you know, the craft cocktail bar side has really man, it's just, it's exploded so much to where, you know, it used to be milk and honey and, uh, you know, Pegu club. And that was like, it was really easy to keep track of the, the, you know, the craft cocktail scene globally, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, But now must, must, you definitely need that giant staff of people who uh, are, you know, judging and, and putting their input into, you know, the 50 best. Absolutely. How how exciting. Yeah, completely. It's it's a it's a, well, it's a hugely exciting industry to work in, as as I'm sure you guys uh, and your rough baritone voices can attest. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, 
<laughs> but I can certainly see the role of the, the role of the bartender going the, going a similar way to the to the celebrity chef. I mean, uh, if you look if you look at media across Europe and, and the states over over sort of twenty years, twenty five years, you look back to the to the nineties. There was no programming featuring chefs. Right. I can see it going the same way for bartenders. You know, definitely. I mean, yeah, I, I sign autographs everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> whether whether people ask for it or not, right? Yeah, exactly. Checks don't count. I didn't, yeah. I didn't say that people asked for them. I said I signed them. Yes, correct. Uh, Mark, I've got a question for you that's uh, always kind of rattling around in my mind. Again, going back to the sheer scale of the thing, the globe, right? 50 best, that's a huge whittling down uh, just in general. But now if you've got these panels, I'm curious how many bars even get into the voting because it seems to me that the way that you have it spread out uh each uh, potential voter uh could go to go to and visit and and be charmed by different bars mm-hmm. and so, like suddenly are there any bar, are i guess maybe the question is what is the lowest vote count that could still get you on the list because uh you know if if, if there's so many then there have to be several who just get one vote Right? Does that, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's a that's a very valid question, but um, I'm afraid it's not one that that I can really answer um, because we try to sort of combat against sort of vote sharing and vote rigging. And if a bar if a bar knew that he needed he or she needed sort of I don't know twenty votes, let's say I'm just picking an arbitrary number, then they could try and sort of canvas to get those votes. But you're absolutely right. There are probably in the region of, of sort of fifteen hundred bars who who will receive a vote or a a number of votes and from that uh then obviously the, the one as as it whittles down towards sort of the top hundred they're, they're, they they take sort of significantly more to break into it but last year actually we 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 realized that we're sitting on this huge mine of wonderful endorsed bars by experts all over the world and they were kind of just going to waste and sitting in our um sitting in our intro basically so we launched a 50 best discovery website um around nova around this time last year actually cool that's that's gone quickly. So yeah, if you go to if you go to fiftybest.com, you'll you'll find uh find the discovery site whereby all the bars which have received at least at least two votes from uh from our academy, um, they're all featured on there. So I mean it's it, it gives a, it, it gives another moment for those bars who might not just yet be ready or or in a position to receive enough votes to get onto the to the world's fifty best lists, but then they can all be hosted there and, and, and our consumers can be uh, assured that they are visiting a bar which has been recommended by an expert in the in their field. Sure, so almost like the Michelin Guide has its recommended. It they didn't quite make the list, but they're recommended, right? Precisely, exactly yeah, like that. that. And then also you guys uh, have uh, always, I think, from the beginning of it, you've always done the 50 best and then the 51 to 100 to watch. Is that correct? Correct, yes. And and that's those are just the ones that are like, man, you're so close, but you didn't quite make the list. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, so this year we're releasing we're releasing that list on Thursday, the the twenty ninth of October, one one week before the uh, the ceremony on the fifth. Uh, and yeah, that'll be that'll be that'll be on our social media channels with a with a countdown from a hundred to to fifty one. Uh, right, uh, I, I look forward to that one every year with pretty great anticipation because of what you just said. Like it, it to me seems like okay, maybe these are the ones that are just off you know radar adjacent they're not quite on the radar but they're they're close um but then it, it makes me even more curious to go check out what you just described which is the list of the ones who just got a couple of votes but they're like burgeoning or they're becoming noticed or you know they're, they're getting into the you know get, getting taken seriously finally maybe they're, they're getting some light 
Mm-hmm. So the ones that, we can still get into. <laughs> that's, that's really what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. The ones that aren't going to uh, have a bar at the door that says, uh, you know, we're not welcome. <laughs> well, this is, this is it. And it again comes down to we put a lot of trust in, in, in our voters, both on the restaurants and, and the bar side. I mean, what, what might be my favorite restaurant or bar is going to be completely different to yours. I mean, I, and what the discovery site allows us to do is, I mean, it, even there's some backstreet noodle bars in Tokyo that nobody's ever heard of on there. But they're going to give somebody a great experience if that's what they're looking for. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, we always say on the show here, you know, uh, every bar has a seat in the Pantheon and, you know, maybe you don't want to sit in every seat. Um, so true. But, you know, but, but I, I might want to sit in a seat that you don't want to sit in and vice versa, right? Like uh, every place has its, has its, has its home. Um, listen, this is a great time to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors here on Heritage Radio Network. We're going to come back and keep talking to Mark about the 50 best. And importantly, we're going to talk about the 50 best recovery program um, and how they're helping ailing bars and restaurants across the world so, uh, during the pandemic. So please stay tuned uh, for this very special episode with Mark Sansom from 50 Best. Every time your customers eat and drink, they vote for the world they want to live in. And as the world's largest B Corp, to know North America helps people vote for a better world with all kinds of better dairy, coffee, and plant-based products sourced and produced transparently. To know North America has the brands people know and love, like International Delight, Oikos, Silk, So Delicious Dairy Free, Horizon Organic, and Stoke Cold Brew Coffee. But Deneau North America represents more than just in-demand brands and better-for-your-business products. They bring their B Corp certification to life in ways that protect the environment and communities by utilizing 100% renewable electricity sources to produce their products at their manufacturing facilities, committing $6 million to programs that restore the soil's ability to capture and sequester carbon, helping to restore more than 7.8 billion gallons to freshwater ecosystems through their water partnerships over the past decade, and committing to 100% reusable, recyclable, and compostable packaging by 2025. Learn how you can choose better at DenoneAwayFromHome.com. Hey, we're back. You're listening to The Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. And in the studio today, we have Mark Sansom from 50 Best. You know, I we said on the break, Souther said that uh, he's really excited to get to the meat of the show because we all had to sign NDAs uh, for this episode. <laughs> you know, I, 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 yeah, I, I feel honored, you know, uh, honestly, because uh, I haven't had to sign an NDA for anything uh, this year, so... This is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's certainly I, it's I, I great. Feel, I feel like like it, uh, pretty honored, you know, to be part of this. I feel like it, I feel like it raises our cred a little bit, you know. It's, yeah. It gives us some credibility. I can send you one a week if you like, guys, if, if that's good. Yeah. yeah. I had to digitally sign an NDA to do the show at a crazy early hour with a guy halfway around the world. Um, Southern had to, he had to download an app for this. I did. <laughs> I did. It's called, it, it's called Sign Now. <laughs> There's my endorsement for that app. Yay. Uh, Mark, uh, 
as we went away to the break, I mentioned I wanted to talk about the 50 Best Recovery Program. Um, you, as 50 Best, have uh, created a, um, uh, um, I don't know what to call it, but a, but a program where you're helping out bars and restaurants that are that are really stumbling during the pandemic. And we talked a little bit about that at the top of the show, how it's causing a lot of stress and agita for operators and, and employees, bartenders, chefs, line cooks, dishwashers, you know, everybody's in trouble because if we can't open our doors, we can't support our teams. Uh, and you've, you've uh, created a program to step in and help with that. Talk about that and how, how people can get involved or how it works or just give us the, all the lowdown. Yeah, for sure. I mean, take it back to sort of March, February, March, when I think all of us probably realised that that something something pretty pretty darn serious was, was coming down the way. And uh, as a team, the fifty best guys got together, and we sort of what can we do to sort of assist this industry that that we're kind of on the periphery of. We're not we're, we're not in the kitchens. We're not we're not on behind the bars. We're not we're not cutting limes. But we do consider ourselves part of this industry, and we want to do everything that that we can to sort of help and support the people who are really suffering at this time so we kind of took us took a step back and we thought right what are our what are our strongest net what are our strongest assets and the first thing that sort of came to our mind was was sort of our reach um across the world in 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 all sectors restaurants bars across across all hospitality uh, all hospitality businesses so we thought okay let's try and get everyone together and try and get a unified voice for everyone to sort of speak together and then give them advice and, and sort of pass on tips about how they could how they could speak to speak to local government. So we did that on a sort of one to one level. But we also created a, a recovery hub on our website, the, the worlds50best.com. And that sort of had genuine usable resources for, for bartenders where they could go to sort of look for grants. And we also shared lots of, lots of news, what was, as it was happening. I mean, as, as you guys will, will be aware, it sort of hit Asia first and then gradually crept its way, crept its way west across, uh, across the rest of the world. And what we, what we sort of did, we got in touch with the people we knew in Asia. Um, to see how they were sort of first responding to it and then used that sort of advice and learnings from, from their experiences and sort of shared it on our, on our platforms across the world. And then the, the next biggest sort of pillar of the, of the recovery was like, well, these people need money. These businesses need, <laughs> need direct funding. Boy, we, boy, do we. Yeah, exactly, man. Um, so yeah, we started the, the recovery fund. So the, 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 one of the big sort of money earners for that for us, we, we did, uh, we created an e-recipe book, uh, for the first time as 50 best called, um, home comfort, simple lockdown recipes from the, the world's best chefs and bartenders. So we, we went out to 50 of the, the world's best chefs on our list and we went out to, to 50 bartenders and we sort of brought them together to create, um, to create one dish and one cocktail to pair with that dish. So they're pretty accessible thing. They're, they're nothing that, 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 that that's going to phase any sort of home bartender. Hell, we're always, we're all pretty au fait with uh, home bartending after, after all the virtual happy hours <laughs> that I'm sure we've all, uh, we've all been a part of. Um, but yeah, so we, we charged a nominal fee of $10, $10 for that. And that all the hundred percent of those funds would go, would go into our recovery fund, which raised a, a reasonable sum of money. But the big, the big sort of earning, which took us up to, to $1.25 million at the, at the last count was, um, the bid for recovery auction. So we, we can't thank our partners and our sponsors enough for this. And, and to be honest, the way that the partners have responded to the world's 50 best bars and our, our sort of desire to keep supporting the bars has been absolutely integral in, uh, in, in being able to, to put this money together and be able to donate it back to bars. So the brands who we're working with, uh, Mictas were hugely generous uh, and donated some very, very exclusive releases, uh, to be issued over, over auction and the, uh, the eventual winner, 
uh, broke the record for a bottle of bourbon, uh, sorry, a barrel of bourbon uh, ever sold. It was the first ever uh, full barrel bottling that, that Michter's actually actually did. And that raised us when in excess of $120,000, which, which was a huge contribution. Um, so, yeah, so we... Wow. Yeah, huge, right? That is huge. Um, Michter's yeah. has always been really good about that. I, just, I want to say that because I, I love... I love Mictors. I love that company, and they've always been very generous. So, kudos to them. I just want to say that real quick. Absolutely, yeah. We couldn't have felt better better supported by uh, Mictors and the and the team there. Uh, so yeah, so we 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 put those sort of two money, two lots of money in a pot, and we also took some some very very generous donations from from our sponsors and partner brands across the board. Um, Perrier, we hugely generous uh, from from the bars side. Likewise, Mictors, they were they were fantastic. And then we gave uh, bars, restaurants all over the world the opportunity to to apply for for one of our recovery grants, which were generally uh, five thousand five thousand dollars per per grant. Now we know that's not gonna that's not gonna change the world. Uh, in terms of in terms of money, but it might well help keep a bar or restaurant open for another month, or or pay some wages, or, or, or put off put off the inevitable. So we were able to to, to support 236 hospitality businesses all over the world in 53 countries. So um, so yeah, that was that was kind of how we how we wrapped up. But we're still fundraising, and we will will continue to do so for for as long as we can to support more and more businesses. Yeah, I was going to ask about that actually. Um, so you auctioned off things that were given to you by, by like Mictors, the, the barrel of bourbon. Um, what other items did you auction off, and would you consider, or have you considered as a, as a group, that maybe this is something that could be an ongoing? You know, this could just turn into a, an ongoing grant system. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so in terms of answering uh, the first part of your question, the uh, there were some amazing experiences out there. So Jin uh, Mare put together an awesome Maldives uh, all-you-can-eat. Uh, so all-you-can-eat? I'm sure there was a lot of eating, but uh, all-inclusive experience, which included uh, business class flights from anywhere in the world. Um, for those of you uh, who are into who are into, who are into tennis, uh, Perrier put together a package where it was uh, finals day for next year. Obviously, they're going on at the moment. There's not much of a crowd there, but yeah, finals day for next year with a night in uh, George Sank, uh, really really nice hotel over there with cocktails provided by Little Red Door uh, bar. That, have you guys been to there? Oh yeah, love that yeah, place. Definitely. I went there when when Remy was uh, was in charge. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I re- kind of remember being there. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. <laughs> I know I got behind the bar at one point and made daiquiris. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we we, um, we tried to put together as many sort of unusual experiences. There was also a brilliant. Uh, a, yachting trip around uh, around capri which was which was really really well received so we we kind of challenged the brands to come up with with things which sort of spoke to their identity and also would speak to high net worth consumers who would be prepared to, to spend a lot of money on these things and there were some unique bottles of um, like the, the oldest bottle of uh, uh, cherry hearing that, that was ever, that had ever been that had been sold on auction so i mean we, we ended up with 154 lots so yeah, they ranged for everything from the the top seller, which was the uh, the Mick, the Mictors full barrel bottling, uh, and then and then down to uh, God, yeah, there's a couple of signed cookbooks or something. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, and as I asked, also, uh, would you consider? Or are you considering making this an ongoing? You know, this could be a yearly auction where you get some. You know, probably not. You know, first year and the dire need probably got some some bigger picks like the trip to the Maldives. That's pretty incredible. Um, but maybe this is something that could be ongoing, you know, forever, where you could say auction Certainly. off, a, auction off a, a, you know, a Zoom call with your favorite bartender or something like that. 
Is, is that a donation from you three? Uh, I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We're in. Great. So um, we've got we've got one we've got one lot. Excellent. So, so, we'll, so, we'll, so we'll do this from the Maldives, as, as mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to come, actually, guys, on this one. I think, it, I think it's important. Uh, yeah. I think it's, uh, you know, you've got enough visibility and strength of brand. Uh, and, and, of course, you've got all the brands that, that love you and support you already. And all the bars and bartenders who are interested in what you have to say. And, of course, the consumers as well. It seems like this could be a thing that would be an ongoing um, you know, concern that that could you know become a become a continual fund. You know, uh, because because bars and restaurants are, are hurting right now. The thing is, you know, even as we slowly crack open, uh, the public, I think their um, vision of us is that oh look, you got your outdoor seating and it's full. You're busy, and I'm like no, my entire bar is empty inside. And though I have some seats outside, I'm not making the same cut as I used to. And I think it's going to be ongoing for a while that we're going to be, um, you know in recovery uh from from these wounds that we're suffering so absolutely and yeah we're, we're already in in sort of talks uh with that with our senior management about how we can how we can sort of continue the momentum that we've built this year uh and roll it into next year so we have actually got so I, I can't actually announce it yet unfortunately but we've got some we've got some i big... signed the nda <laughs> yeah that's another nda <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah we, we, it's certainly not the end, and and certainly the auction. I think year one for any auction or year one for any event is always going to be very hard to sort of mobilise attention towards it, particularly the public attention, which is which is being drawn in very many different directions with with all sorts of different sectors who are suffering at the moment. But yeah, we're hopefully going to going to maintain the momentum that we've managed to start this year, and um, yeah, and carry it on into next year and going forward. I mean, I, I can speak personally from my my eBay history that the more I, you know, pay attention to auctions, the higher the ticket prices for the things that I buy. And, uh, and also I, that probably coincides with the amount of alcohol I've had and how late at night it is. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, this is the first one. So it'd be interesting to see how it grows over the years for sure. For sure. What was the last thing you bought on eBay, Damon? Uh, probably a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> That's too cool. uh, Damon, when you get back, uh, when we get back to a place where we can travel, um, I want you to come check it out. I, I bought a, um, I bought a ukulele. <laughs> okay, I have a story about that real quick. I bought a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is great. This is this is a, this is a nice story. We'll just interject this right here in the middle of the show. I bought a guitar yesterday in Santa Fe from a guy. Uh, I'm a lefty, so it's hard to find cool lefty guitars. I found this guitar I've been looking for forever. Bent up with the guy, social distancing, you know, masks, sanitizer, all the stuff. Buy this guitar off of him, and then he pulls out of his car. He says, hey, you know what? I really enjoyed talking to you about this guitar and over the phone, and I brought this for you. I just want to give this to you if you if you want it. I think you'll enjoy it. And he pulls out a ukulele. It's a baritone ukulele, and I was going to buy one last time I was in Hawaii, and I thought, well, you know what? I'll come back to Hawaii sometime and buy one. Of course, that's not going to happen anytime soon. So I got a free ukulele yesterday on top of this guitar purchase. So we can uh, start our ukulele band together now. <laughs> that's <something>. outstanding because <laughs> you, 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 it's a baritone. I got a soprano. So great. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll, but I think we'll, it's just, that's, it, it definitely warmed my heart. And I think, you know, it, especially since we're on the subject of charity, this was, it was kind of like a charitable donation to my, uh, my wacky 
musician side. So yeah, yeah, and, and we're definitely working a lot on music, uh, you know, at home, you know, at the moment. So anyway, yeah. but th- that's a little sidebar there. But I, I thought it it was it was on point for the moment. So yeah, yeah. we'll definitely play some ukuleles. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see you playing ukulele. It's going to be. <laughs> you should start. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep it behind the bar with you, you know. Yeah, and you can serenade your like two guests that you're allowed to have in there uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. currently. <laughs> that that and you is can the number. Off the night, you know. <laughs> yeah, that is that is the number, Mark. By the way, twenty five percent in New York City. My bar is so small that that means I can have two people in there because it's not just based on your capacity; it's based on space. And my bar is only two hundred forty square feet. Um, so I want to ask that question actually. So there, um, what Mark? What if you can remember? What is the smallest bar that's ever been on the fifty best list in history? Oh. That is a very good question. Um, I would have to check, double check on it, but I think uh, in the extended fifty-one to one hundred list, it was a bar called the Backroom, which is very, very small and in Milan. Um, but I will come back to you on that. Cool. <laughs> uh, I've been to that bar. It's tiny. It seats four people. Uh, four. Yeah, uh, pretty incredible. Um, so I guess we should start digging into the real reason you're here. Um, we want to talk a little bit about the virtual ceremony because everything's virtual this year. Thank you, COVID-19. Um, the virtual ceremony that's going to be held on, the, on 5 November uh, and how people can watch, what, do they, what should they expect, and, and, and you know, what, what big reveal can you give us today from the 50 best? For sure. So, yeah, on the on the fifth of November, all of we're, we're trying to get as many eyeballs on it as possible because previously, the as, as you guys know, the the world's fifty best. Listen, events, I, what, I, I just want to interject. I, I got to tell you, here in America, on the fifth of November, we're probably going to want any fucking thing to look at. <laughs> yep, like God, any, like we, anything, yeah. to, anything to distract us from what's going to be going on on the fifth of November. Yeah, we, we, we right. set the date. We set the date before we found out about your um, impending announcement on the third. So uh, hopefully, there'll be there'll be something to well, celebrate or commiserate that's just the issue mark is on the third we're not going to know the answer because uh, of, of this year's mail-in ballots and how they uh, get counted cool. we're probably not going to know for a week uh, a lot of people are saying they're just going to shut off all connections to the internet for a week so that they can be sane um it's so yeah good. we're going to want plenty of distractions so distract the hell out of us on the fifth <laughs> well hopefully we'll make purgatory a little bit more a little bit more interesting uh, yeah, on, on the on the fifth. So it's um, any anybody can watch it. It's going to be uh, Facebook premiere, um, which which is going to be it's three p.m. UK time, which on, on the uh, on the east coast. Sorry, I've just got to look that. I think it's a six hour difference. It's yeah. It's going to be it's going to be ten a.m. Uh, ten a.m. your time, and where. Where previously the which which hopefully you guys wouldn't mind getting out of um, getting out of bed a little, a little bit early again. Uh, <laughs> Time is meaningless right now, pal. It doesn't yeah, really matter. Yeah, <laughs> so true, so true. Um, but yeah, I mean, whereas usually it's it's a bit of a closed shop, the fifty best event, and which in a way that's great. What bartenders can do, what bartenders want behind behind closed doors. But by making it virtual this year, we're hoping to get a lot of consumer eyeballs and people people who are looking to plan their next uh, the itinerary for their next sort of drink based adventure. They're going to be able to see live and make bookings live, hopefully for the for the for the fifty best for the fifty best bars in this particular year. So it's it's kind of it's a unique opportunity for for fifty best as a brand and indeed the the bars which are which are featured on it this year. So they're they're going to be in front of a new consumer base which perhaps they might not have been able to to access before. Yeah, and in terms of the the ceremony itself, we've got a little bit of practice on it. We did. 
uh, I hate using the word, but we pivoted and flexed to, um, to creating a, a digital ceremony for Asia's 50 best bars back in May. So we've got a little bit of experience on it and it was, it was quite, it's very interesting for, um, for, for our group to sort of come together and say, right, how do we make this exciting? And, and, and a few of the, the, the few of the key things that we kind of decided were it needs to be quick and snappy. Lots of these, uh, virtual awards that we're seeing that, that they drag on and on and people just want it. They want to get the results. So I can, I can promise you it's going to be quick, uh, about 45, 45 to 50 minutes in length and it'll run down from. How do from, you announce 50 winners in 45 minutes? That's incredible. <laughs> I, we, we've got an excellent voiceover expert who can talk very quickly. <laughs> an auctioneer? <laughs> yeah, it would have been good. Kind of imagining uh, the credits on a TV show where they just fly by in like 10 seconds. It's like, oh, there was me. Or the, or yeah. the was 27. Yeah. I would like to, to back up just a second there sure. um, because it's something that's confused me and I'm sure that maybe that's uh, not uh, um, untrue for the listener as well. So you've got 50 best and then you've got 50 best Asia. We've got world's 50 best and then 50 best Asia. How do they intersect and, and overlap and how do they not intersect and overlap? Yeah, of course. Um, very, very good question. So uh, in terms of Asia's 50 best, we've been running that list since 2016. So we're, we're sort of coming into our, our fifth year next year. Um, and with that, that the, the Asia Academy chair will pick a, a panel, in this case, uh, of 200 and, 280 voters from, from all across Asia, only from Asia, with the same or very similar rule that they have seven votes, uh, four of which can come from their internal Asian country, and three have to come, come from outside. Now, the two lists are completely separate. So where the, the only place where they, they might intersect. So the Academy Chair for Asia remains the Academy Chair for the world. Um, so she, Vivian Pei, who's, um, who's been absolutely integral in, in driving the Asian bar scene forward. She, uh, she selects the, the appropriate number of, uh, the appropriate number of panelists for Asia. And then that, that they cast separate votes for the, for the world's 50 best bars. So two very separate lists. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, didn't mean to interrupt the flow of what we were talking about before that, though. So back to the show, 45 minutes for 50 winners. That's incredible. You're right. I think that will, uh, you know, at least keep the attention span of the typical Amer- American viewer. <laughs> Everywhere else, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you've, you've already done some practice, so uh, hopefully it'll be a smooth uh, event. Well, it's actually it's actually a lot easier than a, than a live event. Whereas you can all sorts of things can, can go wrong when you've got you've got sort of two hundred bartenders in a room who have been who have probably been uh, who have probably been drinking since lunch or, or, or before. But with a with a with a virtual ceremony, you you um, you hit play, and then anything that will go wrong can't really go wrong. Yeah, we've been to the Spirited Awards at Tales of the Cocktail. We, yeah, we, we've seen times. that happen. Have we? Have we been there? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Uh, yeah, and as as I mentioned, I think off air, I came to Fifty Best a couple of years ago. Uh, it was a last minute decision to, to to make it, and we flew in day of. We we did a few things in the city that were going on. We went to the event at night. It was crowded. It was crazy. It was over the top. It was insane. And then we drove straight from there to the airport and flew back home. So, you know, we were definitely uh, mm, bleary eyed for the whole situation <laughs> but man we had a, a great time and we were happy to be invited and it was a big a big deal for us so that's um, the spirit yeah uh so uh yeah early hour in america anyway for 50 best bars on november 5th on facebook uh and i, I guess how do you we'd go follow 50 best bars on facebook exactly yeah so just just follow us on facebook and you will get um you'll get a reminder nearer the time 
Um, but yeah, if you just tune on, you just click the, the Facebook, Facebook premiere live, which, which will come up and it'll give you, we count down sort of 10 minutes before and then we'll, we'll get rolling, um, at 10 a.m. your time on, on, on 5th of November. And that'll be a live event so people can watch it, but then it'll be evergreen, right? If I, if I don't wake up till noon, I can still go back and watch it. It'll be there to, to <laughs> if, yeah, it, on the, <laughs> on the off chance yeah, yeah, that people don't wake up at 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of my brethren in, on the West Coast. It's going to be even earlier over there. Come on. It'll be 7 a.m. <laughs> Uh, unless I'm uh, unless I'm still up, I don't know if I'm getting up at seven a.m. <laughs> well, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, the announcement last night because last night you put out uh, a, a special sort of uh, a mouge bouche for the overall uh, fifty best announcement that's going to come. I've I heard I heard that scoff. I feel like I'm about to be corrected on my pronunciation of mouge bouche by a, a, a Londoner, and I'm going to be shamed by it. Spot on, but, spot on. Uh, oh, oh, thank you very much. Uh, but so yeah, last night you all uh, announced the uh, Michter's Art of Hospitality Award, and this is the correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first year that you all have done this, correct? Correct. Yes. And the winner of I've, I'm going to give you a little drum roll here. The winner for the <laughs> inaugural one was. Well, wait, 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 Greg. Slow down. Slow down your, your drum roll. <laughs> Let's talk about what the Art of Hospitality Award is. What is the Art of Hospitality? The Michter's Art of Hospitality Award. Oh, that's a very good question. question. Um, yeah, it's almost like yeah. we planned it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so as you, as you quite rightly pointed out, it's the, it's the first, one, first one this year. Um, so it, the 500 pe- 540 people who, who vote in, in, in our academy, they're all asked to name the single best hospitality experience they have had in the, in the voting period for this year. Um, and it's the first time we've done it this year. Um, so we, we kind of again sat back and thought, what, what can we, what can we do that's sort of appropriate to the time? And I think hospitality is going to become even more important part of a, as part of a guest experience to a bar as they attend a bar, particularly in terms of bringing back some, bringing back the, the encouragement for, for guests to actually return to those bars. And indeed, like have the confidence to return to bars. I mean, look, you, you guys, you guys know all about this, but it's it, for for a guest to actually walk through those doors. Sometimes it's a in the current COVID COVID situation for some, it feels like a leap of faith. And the mm-hmm. better sort of hospitality yeah. that they receive when they when they're greeted, even with a masked server or in different parts of the world where masks aren't required, it's it, hospitality is becoming even more important than it has been. Absolutely, and it's something that I I. I do wonder and hope coming out of this that I feel like hospitality was one of those things that for a lot of lay people, uh, they, they, if you're not the sort of person who works at a bar and doesn't notice all of the ins and outs of the hospitality experience, you only sort of notice it when it's not there. Like you can't quite put your finger on like, oh, like I really like this bar. It had a, it had a, a vibe or it had a je ne sais quoi or something about it. But, you know, if, if it's not there, people who have never worked in a bar a day in their lives can pinpoint exactly what was wrong with their bar experience. And part of me is hoping that, you know, what you were just saying of uh, people being more trusting and more uh, kind of um, excited to go to places that really focus on that hospitality aspect outside of the food they're serving or the drinks they're pouring is really gonna be a big thing that people look for and and notice and draw them into these bars as we sort of slowly claw our way back out of this out of this hole that we've yeah. been in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, 
it's, it's more important than ever that that, com- that sort of guest confidence comes back. And if one guest goes to a bar and has, has a good, comfortable experience, they're going to tell their friends. And look, we, we all know that, that word of mouth is the strongest form of marketing in, in times such as these. Yeah, I Absolutely. mean, I think any any time in our field, I think that, that yeah. that's that's bigger than any advertisement or social media that I can do. It's 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 literally just people on the ground who are who are you know I call them the evangelists, the one who come in mm. and have a great time, and then they go out and proselytize my my uh, my church for me, you know. Um, <laughs> so now we can get back to that uh, drum roll. We're going to hear from <laughs> you who the uh, recipient of the first ever, the inaugural Michter's Art of Hospitality Award. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> it's maybe Sammy from Woo! Sydney, Australia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. You know, uh, I got a chance to meet a couple of those guys at Amoria Margo not too long. Uh, well, uh, it feels let's uh, let's eliminate the fa- the past seven months because it feels like that was one day. So I would say maybe a year plus ago, uh, those guys were at Amoria Margo and they uh, we chatted for quite a while. They left me one of their cards. They invited me to come to the bars. Um, and I'm excited to finally one day get over there. But that's great. Those guys are outstanding. And how – so what were the parameters or, or what was the experience that was had there that, that put them over the top? Or do you do you know that information or can you share it right now? Um, yeah, the get well, the voters have the opportunity to to sort of pass comments when they name their their single bar where they've had the the best experience and the and the things that were coming through for for the guys here was the personality with which they serve. So maybe Sammy is in um, Sydney, the heart of Sydney's uh, CBD central central business district district. So walking through the threshold, it looks and feels like a, like a hotel bar. But the guys behind the bar, you've got um, Stefano Catino and, and Martin Hudak, who are, uh, and Andrea Goldie, who are, who are just such big characters. And even though they're wearing ties and double-breasted jackets, it's their, their disarming smile sort of comes comes through. And people were just reporting how they they felt the the sort of dichotomy between like super super classy, sexy hotel bar, and then these uh, and then these kind of mad guys behind the bar who are far bubble machines and, and bubble guns it uh, <laughs> just seems to work right and maybe sammy's whole uh if, correct me if i'm wrong but their whole kind of deal is like rat pack like that sort of deco era uh right absolutely yeah the, the spirit of las vegas from 90s 50s i think they described it to me as and i think they've kind of nailed it uh, yeah, they were charming fellows when I met them at the bar. Uh, they left a, an impression for sure. Uh, they were super excited, to, I think, to just be hanging around and banging around in New York City. Um, you know, and, and I, I, like, again, I, I remember them. And I don't, you know, I, a lot of people come through my doors. I don't remember everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these guys are definitely on my list uh, uh, when and if I ever make it all the way to Australia. The, fur- the furthest I've ever made it from here uh, was New Zealand. So I was close. <laughs> Very close. Uh, yeah. Uh, next next time I can shoot a little 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 further and get out there to maybe Sammy, um, and that's incredible. Uh, and I know that this kind of award, uh, it being a sort of special singled out award within the fifty best, is certainly going to shine a bigger light on them, uh, and they're well deserved as far as you know, as far as I can tell. Uh, what a what a what a great thing. What made you, uh, as fifty best, decide to create this um, you know sort of separate award? I think, again, it comes back to that meeting we had in sort of February, March about trying to be as reflective of, of current circumstances as we can. And in terms of hospitality, I think like, like we were just like we were just saying, it's, it's going to be so important in, in giving people the confidence and, and desire to step back into bars. So we thought this year was the, the right year to start start re- representing it and celebrating it. Yeah, 
pretty pretty good timing on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and I think it's again, I think it's great. It's gonna it's gonna really, um, I think it's gonna boost them. Uh, I think they're already making a lot of noise. That uh, I assume that uh, you know can't can't say anything NDA, but I assume they're on the list somewhere. Um, and this this will just bring them even more. You know, sort of recognition and i think man that's what we all need right now we need a little bit of light shined on us let people remember that we're here let people you know because we, we go seven months and it's like you know your entire trajectory of your habits change so you know i'm i'm kind of i've gotten to the place where i'm starting to be concerned about my former regulars who i haven't seen in all of this time you know maybe they uh their patterns of life are going to change where i'm not i'm no longer in their circle and that's surely happening to my bar and every other bar and you know, it's it's of concern to know that when we do quote unquote come back, we may not be as back as we were before we left. So, yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we so anything okay, that drives anything that drives people to the door is welcome. I think we've we've heard we've heard quite a lot of sort of negative press about the hospitality industry all over the world. God, in in the UK, um, as, as you're probably aware, that there's there's now a 10 p.m. curfew for for all bars, and and it's actually the government's own figures is that is that only three percent of COVID transmissions occur in hospitality spaces. So these kind of draconian, arbitrary restrictions on hospitality venues that they're, they're just they're just not fair. And and we hope with announcing the list of the world's 50 best bars this year. It, it kinds of shines some positivity and gives and gives the bars some some sort of positive news stories and the journalists some positive news stories to to write about to start getting bums on seats because God if if people don't start making these reservations the the bars aren't going to be there to aren't going to be there next year. Yeah, absolutely, and it's and and I love that focus on you know uh, uh, winning the court of public opinion over because you know there I, I it's happening here in New York too. I, I remember. Uh, I saw a tweet from Paul Krugman at the New York Times saying, uh, blaming basically us opening bars for not Mm. being able to open schools uh, in the fall. And he actually used the phrase, we drank away our children's futures, like actually borrowing from the anti-saloon league, lock, stock and barrel. So I, I love I love that, you know, that that's something that's kind of in the in the back of your mind of kind of like we need to make sure that people are you know still liking still still thinking highly of these places still feeling like they're that that all we want to do is just help people have fun that's what we get to do for a living so i'm uh, thank you for that no absolutely you guys are the the people at the front line creating these these amazing spaces for people to come and, and enjoy spending their leisure time, uh, and when without without you guys, it's uh, the world wouldn't be the same place. Yeah, thanks, man. man. Thanks, thanks for that. Yeah, certainly um, not without Souther's ukulele bar. <laughs> that's <laughs> my intimate yeah. night of bitters and ukulele music with Souther <laughs> Teague for you and one guest. That's the new. Uh, that's the new model. Yeah. Um, you, I'm going to get a lay for everybody. Everybody gets laid. Um, and, uh, and that, you know, I want to touch back on what Greg said earlier, um, uh, about hospitality, you know, the pieces that are missing, like hospitality is like bitters. You, you, you shouldn't notice it unless it's not there. So, so true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, got to get bitters in everything. Um, uh, Mark, uh, tell our listeners how they can follow along with everything that's going on uh your instagram for 50 best uh uh, uh your your facebook etc what do you got for sure yeah um 
in, in terms of in terms of announcements, everything everything for us sort of comes through comes through our Instagram channels first. We're we're sort of built, trying to build up a, as, as, as big a following as we can, and yeah, that, and the Instagram is is at fifty best bars, and and it's the same for same for the face, Facebook channel. So yeah, please do give us a follow, and um, and in turn give all the give all your favourite bars some some love all over the world. Yeah, outstanding. Yeah, amen. Um, uh, and, and yeah, we are following along closely because we want to we want to be. Um, I, you want I, some I more like, NDIs, don't you? Well, I like to. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah, I like to follow along 50 best because, you know, frankly, I could probably never be on a panel of the judging because uh, I don't travel enough, but it's because I'm always at work. Um, but I like to see what's going on at other places. So it's a great uh, source of inspiration for me to be able to see, you know, the decor of places, the things that they're kind of serving, the, the, the bartenders themselves and their personalities and how they look. You know, so like uh, even if you feel like, oh, I'm stuck in, you know, wherever, uh, where, wherever you are at your bar in the middle of America and you feel like you, you can't get around, well, you know, this is an easy way to travel vicariously and see a lot of things and, and pick up a lot of, uh, you know, things that you can add to your own uh, arsenal of tools and, you know, wow some people. So I, I, I've been following along for quite some time. So I really appreciate all the work you guys do. And, um, you know, I would like to just throw in here at the end, like, I know that these awards are, you know, sub, you know subjective, of course, but uh, you know, it still means a lot when 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 you get recognized. Uh, and I know that you know the haters out there are going to always hate, and there's always going to be uh, different opinions about you know who won and who didn't win, and why they should have and why they shouldn't have. But but you know, if you if you want to change those kind of things and get out there and make your own damn award ceremony, so um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm happy to to see it from afar. I'm happy when I'm a part of it. I I, I think it's great. So I really appreciate all the things you guys do, and especially this. Uh, this initiative that you've come up with to help struggling bars, and I hope that continues on uh, in perpetuity. Like it doesn't, I don't think it needs to end because uh, because the pandemic is ending, uh, hopefully. But I, I I think it should continue on. And, and again, yes, if you want uh, me for sure, I'm I'm 100 in. Greg, Damon, I can't speak for you guys, but if you want us to do something in an auction next year, I, I'm in. Yeah, I'm totally in. For We're sure. going to the Maldives, right? So there we go. We're a live, uh, a live ukulele concert from Southern yeah. Damon. Yeah. You know, I'll buy, yeah, I'll yeah, buy yeah. one but, too. We can do a trio. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but but honestly, like we have, we also have, you know, different types. Uh, you know, Southern, you for sure do. Uh, different types of, you know, cool swag like t-shirts, bar tools, you know, all kinds of stuff. You know, and uh, you know, we we can definitely put together some packages from our bars and also something together for the Speakeasy and Heritage Radio Network. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so we, in. We, we, we can make something appealing for the bidders to bid on, that's for sure. Thank um, you very much, guys. You're, you're on, you're, I've made a note and you're on the list. Oh, expect excellent. To, expect, a, expect a phone call from me in about six months' time. <laughs> excellent. We want 50, 50 best podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> hey, why not? Uh, no, here we go again. <laughs> uh, well, Mark, man, again, thank you so much for, for being on with us. Uh, raise your glass and, and say cheers. Uh, really glad to have you on and, and can't wait for November 5th uh, to distract us from everything that's going on here in America and also to let us know who exactly are the 50 best bars in the world. So thanks again for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me, guys. It's been a real real pleasure. Cheers. Thanks, Mark. Cheers. So you don't shun the devil with your rock. Want more of the Speakeasy? Follow us and ask questions on Instagram at Speakeasy Podcast or on Twitter at Speakeasy Radio. You can find Damon at Damon Bolte, and you can find me at Creative Drunk on all platforms. Take a moment to write us a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite platform and give us a star rating, five if possible. 
If you're visiting New York City or a resident, stop by the studio and hang out with us during an episode. Reach out beforehand to make sure we'll be here. We'd love to see you. And please support our show by visiting heritageradionetwork.org and clicking on the beating heart to donate. 